Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I am Maria Retan, and it's great to be here today, and I'm glad you could join me. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. You're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. That's the woman. Well, Believe it or not, it's a huge day. If you've been watching the news the last, oh, I'd say month or so, you know what a big day it is. The entire country is looking at two states to help make a decision on who will be the Democratic candidate in the presidential election. So we're watching North Carolina and Indiana today. Um, Both Hillary Clinton... And, and Barack Obama have predicted the race will stretch into June. No matter what happens uh, today, we'll just have to wait and see, I suppose. Um, but nevertheless, women are playing a key role in the battle. And, in fact, there's a lot of recent stats just to kind of to put some proof to the pudding there. Um, Every Woman Counts um, is a poll that's been conducted by Lifetime Television. And um, what they are finding is that two-thirds of women are undecided about who they will vote for in the upcoming election. And although two-thirds of them are undecided, we know that they're going to vote. In fact, the majority of women have chosen the winner in five of the last seven U.S. presidents elections. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I didn't. I mean, I knew we had a lot of power, but I didn't know we had that much power. In fact, women have outvoted men in every election since 1964. So when we got the vote, you know what? We just rock and rolled with it. You know, we didn't let anything stand in our way, apparently. 58% of women who are registered to vote say that they are Democrats. Um, so, you know, this is going to be a hotly contested battle. We already knew that, but it sounds like women um, are going to really be the key here, as they have been over the last several years. Um, in fact, they were the deciding factor in the first primary election of the race. So if it holds true to form, uh, women will hold the cards as to who decides um, who's going to end up being the Democratic candidate. Um, I talked a little bit about Lifetime Television. Well, Lifetime and We TV both are having campaigns out there right now to raise awareness around women's issues to selection because there are so many women who are undecided about whether they're going to vote or not. And believe it or not, uh, 15% of eligible women say that they aren't even registered to vote. So Lifetime and We are trying to get the word out about the importance of this year's election and the issues that are at play here that can affect women's lives. Um, in fact, it says that um, Lifetime in that poll that I just talked about, Every Woman Counts, says that two-fifths of all women and almost half of them believe this election is the most important election that they've seen in years. And they're paying attention because Hillary Clinton is in the race. One-fifth say that they're going to vote for her. So, um, you know, technology has really aided and abetted this campaign. Now more than ever, uh, campaign information can get out there readily and accessible, accessibly. Um, 
women are deciding, you know, who they want to vote for, what's the latest on the campaign issues, just by the click of the mouse. So it's incredibly important. And, it, and for those of you out there, uh, whether you're male or female, it's a huge race, um, lots on the line, lots of decisions to be made, um, but today is a big day. So we're going to be talking with someone who knows a lot about that uh, in just a few minutes. But first, I want to talk a little bit about that mom. We've all heard about soccer moms. That was kind of the cliche of the 90s. Um, and this year, it's probably a little something different. But we're going to be talking about the target trendsetter, which in my mind is the quintessential mom when we talk about our purse profiles. There's more than 9 million target trendsetters out there. Uh, medium income is about $90,000. Uh, they're about age 40, graduated from college, a quarter of them stay home. They see themselves as hopeful and entrepreneurial. They're putting their family first. Um, they're seeking out deals, not brands. And I think now more than ever, with the economy the way it is, um, they really are seeking out the deals. Um, they're making their home their priority. Money management is a struggle. We know that um, they're really trying to provide some security with their money. They want to save more. They don't want to be in debt. So that's a huge topic for them. And um, they are somewhat brand loyal, but again, they're more controlled, more um, motivated by the deal. So if you're a marketer, how are you going to connect with this woman? Well, she's reading parenting magazines like Parents, Parenting, Real Simple, Red Book, First for Women. She's online a lot. You know, I just talked about how this campaign um, has been driven a lot by technology. Well, this woman is online getting a lot of her information, not only about who she's going to vote for, but what she's going to buy. So she's online at iVillage, cbs.com, msnbc.com, coolsavingsandyellowpages.com. She's watching cable, and she's watching the network, too. So this woman's out there. She's got some money to spend. She's motivated by deals. She's motivated to erase her debt. She's putting her family first. This is the kind of mom that's really taking a hard look at the topics, the, the, the issues that are affecting her life in this presidential election. My guest for this program knows a lot about this. It's Mary Wilson, President, League of, the Women, League of Women Voters. We've all heard about the League of Women Voters. Um, great educational um, group, a group out there that's trying to educate us about the topic, the issues in this election. We're going to be talking about women in politics today, the importance of the female vote in 2008, the women running for public office, there's quite a few of them, and whether or not we're going to actually see a woman in the White House. Maybe, maybe not. Stick around. We've got a lot to talk about when Purse Strings comes back. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over. 
more Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. Stand by. This is a Life Tips Quick Tip. Forget investing in gold or real estate. Invest in lemons. There's nothing those sour little buggers can't do. Aside from being a great source of vitamin C, the juice from a half of a lightly grilled lemon will soothe any sore throat. Add a quarter cup of lemon juice to your white laundry to brighten it up and make it smell super fresh. Add a little lemon juice to your hair before you sit in the sun to naturally lighten it. And did you know that rubbing a lemon on your dirty cutting board will actually disinfect them? It's amazing what a little lemon can do. Listen for more quick tips every day right here. And listen to Life Tips Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Find the WebmasterRadio.fm Web 2.0 Watering Hole and have a drink on us. WebmasterRadio.fm is now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Find us now on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back to First Strings. I am so excited to have Mary Wilson, president of the League of Women Voters, on today. Mary, we've heard about the political power of soccer mom back in the 90s. And this election year, it seems like women have more power than ever before, don't they? Welcome to the program. Well, thank you. It's uh, great to be talking with you. And this particular topic is uh, very close to my heart. I'm sure it is, and I'm sure you've just been immersed in it. Over the last, I feel like it's been years that we've been watching this election unfold. But uh, before we get too far down the road about the election and who's running for office and all of that, for those maybe one or two people out there who haven't heard about the League of Women Voters, can you talk a little bit about the organization? Certainly. Uh, The League of Women Voters is 88 years old. We were founded in 1920. Uh, We are a nonpartisan organization. I should say that right off the bat. Um, We were founded in 1920, shortly before women uh, got the right to vote, and we were founded by uh, many of the same women who had fought long and hard for women's uh, suffrage. The uh, group of women decided that this new uh, cadre of voters, uh, women, would need a lot of information about the process of voting and also about the issues and candidates that were going to be on the ballot. And so the League of Women Voters was really formed in order to um, uh, help help, uh, women uh, voters when they went to the polls. But 
rather quickly, uh, the organization realized that all voters needed that kind of um, uh, non-partisan, uh, unbiased information uh, when they go to the polls. And we've been in that business for 88 years. Um, and uh, we've also, uh, in recent years, we we take positions uh, on uh, various subjects. We also uh, are an organization that promotes uh, civic participation in every aspect of civic life, not just uh, voting, although voting is certainly the ultimate in uh, civic participation. Well, it certainly seems like that there's been a huge effort this year to educate women about the issues. I mean, I, I shared at the top of the show about Lifetime and WeTV and obviously what your organization is doing. And it just seems like that women really do this year. I mean, we've always had a lot of power. Uh, the statistics, the statistics um, back it up that our vote has been hugely important in the past, but it just seems like this year, more than ever, it's hugely important. Can you share a little bit of perspective on why that is? Well, you're certainly right that increasingly over the years we've seen a uh, larger number, uh, in raw numbers, larger number of women vote than men. Uh, we've also seen a larger percentage of registered voters, uh, of women registered voters, than men uh, who vote. So the strength is, has been growing uh, for quite some time. And clearly uh, this year it's very significant for a lot of women. Uh, quite frankly, the first and foremost reason is because this is the first time that a, a viable woman uh, candidate uh, has been in the race for the presidential uh, election. And uh, and so many more women are tuning in. But, uh, frankly, I think the issues that are confronting the country right now are issues that women are tremendously uh, concerned about, things like the economy and the uh, quality and availability of health care. Those are core issues uh, for, for uh, many, many women. And when we talk about women, we're talking about different blocks of women, whether it be described by age groups or lifestyles. You know, I, I talked about the soccer mom back, back in the 90s. What do you think is the equivalent of the soccer mom today, the block of women that seem to be wielding more power, or at least from a politician's perspective, they, they seem to have a little bit more power? Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly is that um, that group uh, that's over over forty, over forty five, uh, the the well educated uh, group of women who are listening and really paying attention uh, to the the issues. Um, we have historically seen that a larger share of married women vote than unmarried women going to be very interesting to see this year whether or not that trend continues because of the large number of 18 to 25 year olds, uh, both men and women, uh, but uh, focusing on women in particular because we are going to see a much larger percentage of that 18 and 25 year old uh, women group uh, vote, uh, and we've already seen that in the primary. Um, I think that that demographic of the unmarried versus the married may change a little bit uh, uh, this year. And so the verdict will not be in until after the November election in terms of 
the actual relative strengths of the different uh, of the different groups. But it's clearly uh, the uh, the moms out there who are paying attention to the economy and uh, and and healthcare uh, that really and truly uh, uh, will likely make a difference. Uh, this year. Well, and it seems like, too, with that younger group coming up, that they, you know, not to be stereotypical, but I've been listening to the analysts out there, and it seems like the younger the voter, the Obama supporter that they are, the older the female, the Hillary supporter. Are you seeing that really play out, that the younger people are are more trending toward the Obama vote? Well, we uh, we're like everyone else in that we are uh, we're relying on that same kind of anecdotal information and the information of uh, uh, of pollsters um, and uh, exit polling and so forth, and um, and we're hearing this, that same thing uh, that the younger uh, the younger crowd, both men and women, are uh, are trending towards uh, Obama. But uh, from the League of Women Voters perspective, uh, as I say, uh, we're nonpartisan. We don't support one candidate or the other. Um, we are in the business of making sure that um, all people get out to vote, get themselves registered, take an interest in the in the issues, learn as much as you can about the candidates and about the party platforms. Exactly. Well, and and the thing, too, that's interesting is um, there's been a million and one debates, obviously, and the politicians are smart. They know women wield a lot of power. They're going to likely end up turning the selection one way or the other. And we as women are used to being marketed, too. You know, I mean, we get marketing messages bombarded by them all the time. And this, this election hasn't been any different. The politicians are marketing themselves, so to speak, to their constituencies. What would you think their marketing strategies have been this year? Have you been noticing a marketing strategy? Well, I think that the marketing strategies have changed over the uh, course of the primary season. As you say, this has been one of the longest primary seasons uh, on record in the presidential uh, campaigns, and some of the uh, some of the issues that uh, were much more uh, prevalent in the early part of the season, uh, like the war. Uh, were of great interest uh, to women, and you saw uh, the politicians gearing their conversations more towards those kinds uh, of issues. We, as we as we now uh, are in um, uh, six, seven, eight months later uh, in the primary season, what we're what we're now seeing is this uh, discussion about the economy. Uh, and so I think it's very much a marketing strategy uh, designed to what voters are worrying the most about at a particular time. And so when it comes to marketing uh, or targeting uh, women voters, that's exactly what uh, the politicians are doing. They are looking at the uh, issues that the women are most concerned about. And they're framing uh, their messages in terms that women are thinking about. For example, uh, women may be more concerned about the price of milk or eggs, uh, and men voters may be more concerned about the price of gas. 
it's all the same discussion, but it's a little different spin on how you present that message. Do you see the marketing strategy changing yet again? You know, you talked about the first the first part of this election season was around the war. Now it's around the economy. Do you see an emerging topic or strategy that we might conclude with here as, this, as we come down to the wire? You're asking me to look into my crystal ball. <laughs> well, Mary, if you can't, who can? That's what I say. <laughs> I would have to say that if uh, if history is any indication, we will probably see at least one uh, more uh, issue or one uh, of the same issues get a more heightened focus between now uh, and the election. Uh, and that's just, just kind of the ner- normal way that things that things develop. Uh, and we probably have no way of knowing at this point in time what that issue is going to be. Well, I can tell you it's going to be continue to be surprising and enlightening. I do know that. And entertaining because it has been so far, for sure. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Um, but when we come back, Mary, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about some other races going o- around the country that are really, really important for women. You know, obviously right now we're so focused on the presidential election, but there's some other key seats uh, that are up for grabs. So when we come back, I'll be asking Mary about that. So stick around. More purse strings will be back in just a second. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic with RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service. You'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. 
This is Rainmaker. How did you get into this? You didn't just wake up one morning and go, I want to become a club passer. I learned when I was about 13 and learned how to juggle three balls and just thought, this is the greatest thing. He's so very Age 13 and juggling balls. It's, uh... it's everything. I don't know about it. I'm growing up. <laughs> She's killing me here. Rainmaker. Live broadcast Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I'm joined today by Mary Wilson, president of the League of Women Voters. And we've been talking about the importance of the female vote in this year's presidential election and also some of the issues that are impacting women's decisions this year. There are quite a few of them on the table um, and even more to come, I'm sure. But there are other elections, Mary, besides the presidential election, even though that's what we've all been focused on. And there seems to be quite a few women running for office that are maybe new to the field. Am I right? Yes, that's quite true. Uh, for example, in um, in congressional races um, uh, in the U.S. Senate, uh, we have ten or eleven uh, women who are running this year. We have um, over 150, I think, running for House seats, uh, and I believe there's four running for uh, uh, governor uh, at this point in time. And we're all, um, no matter what district that you're sitting in. I, for example, live in New Mexico, and we have uh, women running in both the uh, House seat and the Senate seat uh, here in in the state. Um, And so you can see that playing out all the way across the country, Uh, whereas it used to be uh, a rare thing for a woman to run for major offices like the governor's uh, seat or or Congress. Um, We're now seeing it as sort of a, a routine thing. But uh, but we're still clearly not represented uh, in any uh, numbers that uh, match our our number in the population. Uh, for example, right now uh, we only have 16 percent of the Senate uh, that's uh, seats that are held by women, and uh, about 16 percent of the House seats. So we have a long way to go in getting women into the pipeline, so to speak, uh, to run for office. And actually, the League of Women Voters is um, a training ground, if you will, so to speak, uh, for women who eventually want to run uh, for office. Because of that piece that I talked about earlier in terms of civic involvement and civic participation, once women work with um, organizations such as uh, as the League um, and, and get immersed in the issues, uh, and uh, look at the people who are being elected to these uh, offices. They say, "Gee, I can do that too." Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, and so we we do serve as sort of a training ground for people who are interested in things political and get their start in a nonpartisan way. Well, and as you said, there are there are more and more female role models in public office, although we're not there yet uh, with our world domination plan, but we're doing a little bit better. I mean, you mentioned 16% of Congress. We know there's, what, eight women governors. Obviously, the Speaker of the House is a female. I mean, so we're making progress. We have a viable 
candidate um, potentially for the White House. So we're starting to see more and more women kind of going after these public seats. But it's got to be hard on a woman's lifestyle. Is that part of the reason why we're not seeing more and more women seeking public office? Or is it the scrutiny? Is it the schedule? What, what do you think is prohibiting women from seeking office? It's probably all of the above. Uh, as many individual women are that there are out there who think about uh, running for office at some time, one may think, well, gee, I have small children and uh, it's really not feasible. Uh, and then uh, if, if somebody says, well, gee, you know, Pat Schroeder did that 30 years ago. She had young children. It is possible. Uh, then, uh, then they have a different perspective uh, on it. Uh, the other thing is money, um, and uh, it's unfortunate, but um, it takes uh, fairly large sums of money uh, to get elected to public office uh, right now. And uh, as much as the League of Women Voters tries to do everything that we possibly can uh, to um, reform the public uh, the uh, financing system for campaigns um, it still it takes a lot of money and that seems like a daunting task uh, for a lot of women uh, considering it but the beauty of that is that the very age group that we were talking about earlier that over over 45 over 50 uh, range those are the women uh, that have the financial wherewithal to support uh, women candidates. Right, and a lot of times the candidates themselves have a lot of personal wealth that they end up underwriting their own campaigns. And, and obviously, you know, we can talk about trends in women in business, but it tends to be more men than women who have amassed personal wealth. So that is obviously something that's standing in women's way, I would imagine. They're not able to tap their pocketbooks as much as perhaps a wealthy man is. True, and uh, it's interesting, but, and as you said earlier, we never want to stereotype uh, in this particular type of discussion, um, but it does get right down to the fact that women often think uh, about, think twice about spending money on themselves and uh, thinking twice or three times about spending money on themselves to run uh, for a public office. Well, there's so many other things to spend money on, right? Um, yes. You know, we've been we've been talking a lot about the presidential election. I'm kind of curious how you think some of these state and local races are being influenced by what's going on at the national level. Do you think that they're being overshadowed by the latest Hillary Barack, you know, battle, or, or do you think that that women are having to dodge a lot of the same issues that are plaguing? Um, plaguing the Democrats? What, how do you think the influence is, is being handled? Well, I do think that in the national media, uh, some of the local races, and when I say local, I'm, I'm talking about the uh, Senate and, uh, and governorships in particular, some of those races are not getting as much attention as they might otherwise be getting from uh, from national uh, media and that's understandable anytime you have a uh, a uh, 
a race that has more wider interest across the whole country, the media is going to, the national media is going to focus on that. Uh, And so to that extent, uh, they may be getting shortchanged. But if you were to look at the local uh, news coverage, for example, of those kinds of races, I'm not sure that there is any solid evidence that that those races are getting less coverage uh, than they might. Well, that's good to know. And, you know, I I have one more thing I want to ask you before we have to go. Unfortunately, we're running out of time today. I could talk about this forever if you haven't figured that out. But, um, you know, a lot of what your organization does do is educate women on the process, the issues, um, getting them involved on the local level. If women want to get involved in the process um, of getting educated about this campaign, it's obviously not too late to do so. What, What would you encourage them? to do to get engaged in the short time that we have left? There's there's actually a lot of things they can do. Um, they can join nonpartisan organizations such as the League and, and be actively involved in getting out that kind of neutral information. If they're more inclined to support uh, a particular party, there are lots of things for them to volunteer for within their own parties and for particular candidates. Uh, and then the basic thing also is poll workers are always needed in every jurisdiction and uh, and what better way to volunteer your time than to work at the polls on election day and you know something it's fun to work at the polls on election day because it gives you a real great sense of what this democracy is all about there's some great people watching, I'm sure, at the polls on Election Day, for sure. Mary, yes. thank you so much for taking the time today to join me and, and educate our listeners about about the election, not only nationally but on the local level and the issues that are facing women today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. And best of luck with the rest of this election and getting the word out uh, about what women and other citizens can do to make sure that they cast their vote. So to learn more about the League of Women Voters, I encourage you to log on to lwv.org. You can check it out and also figure out how you can get more involved. And thank you to George, for my um, my producer today, for another great show. And you want to join me next week. I'm going to be joined by Mary Carol Murphy with Parents Magazine. She's going to be sharing some new insights into the relationship between mom and the foods they choose to purchase. Now, marketers, you're going to want to listen up because you're going to learn one or two things from Mary about what women are looking for in those foods. So that's next week, next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern. Until then, thanks for joining me. Make it a great one.